0: hey everyone thank you for tuning in to the brown woman health podcast my name is Ameek and with my co anchor shani we will be talking about the journey from modeling to medicine with a very special guest Ashna gray a talented content creator and model who's also an aspiring doctor before we get started remember to follow us on instagram twitter and subscribe to our youtube channel at brown woman health we have content exclusives on there and you
1: don't want to miss out in today's episode, we'll be talking to Ashna Gray, a special guest who wears multiple hats. Ashna is a mental health advocate, influencer, and, and an aspiring doctor. You can follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Ashna Gray. Welcome to the show, Ashna. How are you doing today? Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing really well. Thank you so much for being here. Do you mind introducing yourself, You know what you do, You know what you've been up to? yeah absolutely so as I said,
2: I'm Ashna Gray I'm a 22 year old model based out of Chicago and I am currently behind the scenes applying to med schools trying to go down to the pre-med path we'll see where life takes me. I'm currently working as a nursing assistant in my emergency room at like the at my local hospital. And let's see, what else do I do? I really like to use my platform to promote mental health and self-love and confidence. And I'm just starting to get into sustainability and just conscious living overall as well. So
0: what drew you into the medicine part of all this? Let's start with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I've been... I've been interested in medicine for a really long time, and basically my whole life, I've, science has always been a subject that I absolutely loved. And I think why I want to become a doctor specifically, I feel like recently I've become very aware of the privilege that I have. I guess I'm, I feel like I have the privilege and the access to quality healthcare, and I, I think everyone deserves that right. And I think if I can guide someone through one of their scariest moments in their life and make them feel safe and heard then i feel like i've done my job as a physician because i think a lot of times people will be in a very vulnerable state when they're in a healthcare setting i guess like when they have to go to the doctor's office they're scared they don't know what's going on they want to make sure that they're okay and so i think a lot of times it's it's important that you can be empathetic and that you can be there for that person and being able to interact with those patients and guide them through those vulnerable moments and watching them heal and get better is such a rewarding feeling and and I love it. So that's what I want to do. We'll see where life takes me.
0: That's awesome. And I think especially during COVID-19, we saw a lot of these disparities and how treatment does really vary per person. Um, So, I mean, being pre-med is super tough and there's a lot that goes into it, but what's been your favorite part through it all?
2: I think, learning about all of the different things that your body does to just function every single day is mind-blowing when you really think about it there's so so many little different parts and pieces of your of your body and everything all these different enzymes and proteins that are working together to make you function and to make you work every single day that we don't even realize and think about and any one tiny thing going wrong can cause so many problems and I feel like that's the most interesting part is learning about what those things are and how they how they go wrong and what happens when they go wrong and what causes that and everything like that. It's really interesting for me, and so I feel like that's always been my favorite for sure.
1: Yeah, that that's a beautiful answer, especially your the first thing you said. You know, your motivation for wanting to get into uh, medicine. I, I think it's really um, it's just really inspiring. And I feel like that should really be the reason people get into it. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, of course. Uh, and you're, you're you're a pre-med student and alongside you also model... So like, can you tell us a little bit about your, about that? Like what drew you into model, how you got started there?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I have always been interested in modeling. It's always been something that I loved and admired, but I never really felt like it was something that I could do because I never saw the representation. I think South Asians... In general, are not like I feel like we are one of the least represented across the board. You'll see these companies, especially now, they'll they'll obviously have their their white folk, and they'll have East Asians, and they'll have um, black and black individuals, but they will have zero South Asians, and and that's something that really, really exists in the South Asian in the modeling community, and. I just didn't see anyone that looked like me. And so it just felt like something I couldn't do, but it was always something that I wanted to do. So I finally got the courage to reach out to a friend of mine from high school. Um, I reached out to her my sophomore year, the summer before my sophomore year of college. And I asked her if we could do a photo shoot together. And I was really scared. And I told her that I didn't know what I was doing. And then I didn't think that I could do it. And she gave me her words of encouragement. And she gave me that push. And we went on our first photo shoot together. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I fell in love with how, how it made me feel and how confident I was throughout the whole process. And after the fact, I remember getting my pictures back and just bursting out into tears, because it was the first time that I saw a picture of myself. And didn't immediately pick apart everything that I saw. And I think that's, that was, I mean, that was 18 years coming, right? Like that was something that I didn't experience for so long. And when I did experience that, I just, I I fell in love with that feeling. And so I, that is what I always feel every single time I get pictures back from a photo shoot that hasn't changed. And I love it every single time.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad it worked out for you. And I mean, it's kind of very obvious, obvious that, you know, it fills you with so much joy. So how do you balance these two? You know, being a pre-med student sounds so stressful in and of itself. And then you're doing that and modeling and you're, you know, yeah. you're yeah, school outside of like the pre-medical part.
2: Absolutely. It's a lot for sure. And I feel like I'm still learning how to balance it all. But I think for me, a to-do list. My calendar are my best friends. I I need to plan out my day. I need to be scheduled because I know that if I don't do that, I'm going to be running late to things. I know I'm going to be forgetting things. And so keeping organized in that way and understanding what my what my obligations are in my life. And then just planning everything else out. Like, okay, if I have this event at noon and if I have this at three and if I have this at six, and I only have these, like these hours to actually study and get these things done. And that's my motivation, because I know that there is literally physically no other time that I can actually get it done. And so that time constraint is my motivating factor that it's that push for me to just, you you have to sit down and do it because you just, you don't, you don't have time any other way.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, because you remain so busy and, you know, you do all these other things, I'm sure, like, self-care is very important for you, you know, for you to, like, recharge and, like, be able to do these things um, as well as you can. So, like, what things do you do to practice that?
2: Yeah, so... For me, probably working out is my biggest act of self care. I haven't gone to the gym in like a year and a half, so that says a whole lot, (laughs) but it's been a while. I really, I really did enjoy that like physical activity because it was my way to just get all of the stress and the anxiety out and, and just put it into some energy. And that dancing and stuff was also so, so, so much fun for me. And I haven't been able to do that in quite some time. I really love drawing. That's always really nice. Um, I, at the end of the day, I think for me though, it's, it's just my own quality time. I think when it comes down to self-care, we all have our love languages in the way that we show love to other people, whether it's acts of physical touch or, or quality time or whatever. And, I think we forget that those love languages are also how we need to be loved, and, and so I think figuring out what your love languages are, and then putting that to yourself, does that, I feel like that I hope that makes sense. <laughs> but I, I think that's what's helped me learn how to take care of myself the most and, and what, my, like what self-care means to me.
0: I think that's such a cool answer. I never really thought of love languages like applied to myself. So yeah, definitely think I'm going to try out for sure. Um, Just going back to modeling, something I'm really, really curious about is just what are some tips that you have? Because like you, I know a lot of models, I know like a friend of mine as well has been like going to these camps and learning poses and all these like really small things. So what tips and advice do you have for people who are like, Really interested in the field especially those who are South Asian?
2: Yeah I think well in terms of people that are South Asian I think I guess this applies for all all different aspects of life. One thing that I've started to preach to myself and, and to others is to be the representation that you want to see because so often we are begging for 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 this representation or begging to see people like us doing these things that we want them to do and someone has to be first so why can't it be you and so I think that was one of the biggest pushes for me to start modeling and start my social media thing and and run with it because I know that for me I was looking for someone like myself right like I, I was looking for someone that was South Asian that looked like me that was doing what I wanted to do and and so And I mean, I know that I'm that person for a lot of other people because I get those messages every single day where people will message me and they'll say, hey, Ashna, like I I saw you on TikTok or I saw you on Instagram and like seeing you doing this made me want to do this. And and that warms my heart because I know that that's what I longed for for so long. So being the representation that you want to see and taking that first step is probably one of my biggest pieces of advice in terms of. If you're holding yourself back, like as that little final push. But I think in general when it comes to modeling and being in front of the camera, just being yourself and not worrying about what other people think of you, not worrying about how you look in that moment, just truly enjoying yourself. I think that's the biggest thing because we get so hung up all the time on how we look and, and everything like that. But people wanna see this genuine authentic side of you. I think that's the biggest thing and And I know for me, when I did that, that is when people started to like my content the most because I was the most myself. And so I think that's probably my biggest other piece of advice is to just be yourself and have fun with it.
1: That's really wonderful. You know, thank you so much for being so inspiring and, you know, kind of like being there to like, um, you know, I guess, like I said, you know, Um, why why can't you be the first one and like being that person for all these other girls that are girls or just, you know, South Asian people that are looking for uh, someone to look up to. Um, As you kind of like touched upon this before, you know, being a model and also like being in, in college, do you think it kind of affected your college experience? Like how did it just, you know, change your undergraduate experience? Not just in terms of like time management or like managing it all, but like other than that, tired
2: of that I think I think my biggest thing with modeling and balancing all of this is school will always come first and so when things do get busy I will modeling I've I've when things do get busy I've found that social media always goes first in terms of my priority list It's it's always one of the last things on my list and it's one of the first things that when I am busy I just deprioritize it because I know that it can wait and and like my career and my future and what I actually want is like that comes first and so I I mean I mean even when I was studying for the MCAT and stuff I would I took a break from TikTok and Instagram and everything like that I was still posting but I wasn't filming and everything behind the scenes I had pre-filmed all of that and so I think it's just learning that balance I guess I I don't think this fully answered your question, but I I guess what I'm trying to say is I really didn't try to let it interfere with my education because for me, that is my primary goal. Like I want to go to med school. I want to become a physician and be that person for other people. So I did not let modeling get in the way of that.
0: That that's awesome. And I think a lot of the times we forget like social media can be really the cause for, for mental health at times as well. Um, and like the constant comparisons that you have with social media can get to you. So the next question on the topic of mental health um, is that we noticed that you're a mental health advocate. So can you expand on some of the initiatives that you support with mental health?
2: Yes, absolutely. I would love to. So there is two big ones that I I really love, and the first one is Man Manmuthi is a national nonprofit organization that works to destigmatize mental health in the South Asian community, and it was brought to U of I as a chapter at the university. And I was one of the first members on the board, and I absolutely loved my experience. So I started off as their digital content person and I was creating stuff for their for their social medias. And then I was the president for the last year and absolutely loved it. We had monthly events where we would talk about all of these different issues that would be relevant to the South Asian experience and mental health. And so one of my favorite ones was we asked students to speak with their families and speak with their parents and interview them and ask them about their experience with mental health and open up that conversation and say, okay, what was your experience with mental health? Did you have any experience with it? Um, What was your reaction to me opening up to you about my mental health? We also ask them what's some advice that you can give to other parents that want to support their kids that are wanting to open up to, to their families about mental health and what's some advice that you can give to other kids that are afraid to speak with their parents about it because mental health and Mental health has been stigmatized in the South Asian community for so long. And it's been something that that people are very afraid to speak to, speak up about um, with their families. And so that was one of my favorite things that we did um, with Munmukti. And then the other thing that I absolutely love doing is I'm a crisis counselor for Crisis Text Line. And Crisis Text Line is basically like a crisis support um, service in the US. So anytime you or anyone is experiencing anything, any sort of a crisis, a a heated moment in in their lives, they can text into, I believe the number is 471471. And they'll be connected to a crisis counselor like myself. And they'll be guided through whatever it is that they're going through. It's it's like a, it's like a, I mean, it's a crisis support line. And so we've helped people from all walks of life. Mom, my very first day, I had someone that was um, experiencing like an opioid abuse. Uh, We've had people with like sexual assault and uh, self-harm and all of these different things. And and it's been really, really rewarding and, and a little bit intense, but it's been really cool for sure. And I really, really love that.
1: Yeah, that's so great to hear. And, you know, I, I keep getting surprised with, you know, how many things you're juggling at the same time. Although, I mean, it's all wonderful, but it's just like so much. You know, kudos to you for being able to manage all of that. You know, talking more about mental health, how has your own journey with mental health been like?
2: My own journey with mental health has been a long one, for sure. Um, I definitely really struggled with my own insecurities for a long time. I really dealt with things like depression and anxiety, and at one point, I struggled with an eating disorder for some time. It was a lot of it was just me really struggling with my confidence, and and I think the biggest thing for me was learning how to accept myself in the way that I am and love who I am in the way that I am and and I I think the other thing is also just to stop caring what other people think about me because I think again as as a South Asian we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people we're constantly worried about what other people think of us and and everything like that and so I think that is that was one of the biggest things that held me back and so learning to get past that really really helped me for sure.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's definitely very tough to, you know, have all of that in your mind and also juggle so much, but I think you're absolutely killing it. So like, again, like Ashani said, like kudos to you for that. Um And then like just going off of that, <laughs> and just going off of that with like anxiety and stress, do you feel that at all with like being an influencer? Do you feel any sort of pressure that comes along with that title.
2: I think when you call yourself an influencer, people immediately put a picture in their head of what you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to like, who you're supposed to be, how you're supposed to act, and, and things like that. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me to come to terms with is the fact that now that I am in, now that I'm putting myself out, now that I'm putting myself out so publicly. Um, people immediately have these expectations of me and I there's always going to be something that I could be doing more and that, that there's always going to be something that I could be doing better and I think at the end of the day again it's my own journey and I know like I'm on my own path and and I think I think that's the most important I feel like constantly worrying about what other people are doing and stuff is is so stressful and it's so overwhelming and so I try to not focus on that I try to just focus on what I enjoy what makes me the what makes me the happiest and yeah
0: I think that's a great mindset to have and like just going off of that and like the title of being an influencer I think something great that you do is create like a positive impact from your platform. So, how are you using TikTok, Instagram to make that sort of positive impact?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I think I think the biggest thing um I mean, I guess it comes with all of these content pillars, I guess, that I have around mental health and self-love and clean living and everything. With mental health, I I feel like with me sharing my own story and me helping people on their own self-love journeys I feel like I've been able to help people feel more confident with who they are at least I'd like to think so um I've I mean I've I have some beautiful beautiful messages from some people where where they've mentioned how the things that I speak about in my own stories and everything has helped them with with their own journeys and I think that's that's exactly what I'm doing this for right like there's if I can share my story and and help one person feel better about who they are, I feel like I've done my job because I never want someone to feel the way that I felt five years ago, five years ago, eight years ago. I, I never want someone to be in those shoes. And so by me sharing my story and by me having the platform that I have and using it in that way, I feel like I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I'd like to think so. Um, I also have been trying to, as I've mentioned, um, enter the sustainability realm of social media where I I think, I mean, we can see it right now. I mean, we're recording this in early July where we have all these crazy heat waves going on, on the on the upper West Coast. Yes, West Coast. And, and it's insane. And it's a very clear um, reminder that global warming is a real thing and that we need to be doing something about it. And so talking about environmental issues and and things like that is also really, really important to me. And so I've been trying to use my platform to at least spread some awareness and and help people realize that they can make an impact um, on things. And it's not just, it's not like, it's just like one tiny little drop in the bucket that doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, especially recently, TikTok and Instagram have become like these really good platforms to like, you know, educate people and like just, you know, um, share messages so that, you know, we can all relate because in a way our experiences are shared and it's just a really good platform. So what would you say, like, uh, are what are some tips you'd give to other aspiring content creators?
2: I think, again, the... Uh... The advice that I gave with modeling of just being yourself, people can tell when you're being inauthentic. People can tell when you're taking a brain deal just to take the brain deal just for the money. I think people want to see that genuine connection. And I think it's why um, I saw this comparison the other day. And I think it's why people like Olivia Rodrigo so much is that she is so raw and herself compared to someone like Madison Beer, Madison Beer is incredible. She is so talented, but she' is constantly getting so much hate because she's really hard for people to, to relate to because she always puts this perfect image out in in public. And I think showing that real authentic side of you is, is something that people love to see because people people are desire like people desire that authentic connection. And so I think being yourself is is the biggest thing that I could ever recommend.
1: I also want to bring uh, another thing up. I also saw something on Instagram that you kind of talked about, and that is unfollowing people for your own... Uh, self-care and I thought I thought that was like one of the best pieces of I guess advice I've read and it's just something we all need to normalize we just you know like you talk about we put so much it just feels like unfollowing someone is like betrayal is even though they don't make you feel good so yeah, would you like to like I don't know talk more about it because I love to hear you
2: I would love to that is one of my favorite things I and it sounds kind of rude again because like unfollowing people is not like the nicest and because we put so much pressure on this stupid internet point that we give to people like it doesn't matter and and i think at the end of the day if you're scrolling through social media and you see someone like say again say you're scrolling through social media and you follow all these instagram models or whatever whoever it is if you're if it's if it's one of your friends or something and you are immediately looking at that picture and you're shitting on yourself for for whatever reason you're taking whatever that is and you're internalizing it and you're being so hateful towards yourself as a result of seeing that picture you can control that you can change that by just removing that from your feed just unfollow it and and I think people forget that people forget that Nobody is making you follow all these people. Nobody's making you have this experience on social media that you're having. You are so in control of the experience that you have. And I think I feel like that's like one of the biggest arguments that I have for people that say, oh, I hate social media. It's like social media is so bad for your mental health and stuff, which I absolutely understand, but it in so many ways you have control over it. And and people let social media control them so much. And and so I truly like, I will constantly unfollow people because if they're not bringing me any sort of entertainment, if they're not adding value to my life, if they're not someone that I genuinely care about and genuinely want to keep up with, then it's not worth it. Like I, I want to make sure that every single person that I follow is someone that I, that I care about in some capacity or another. And again, me not following you does not mean that I don't care about you. It's, it's truly just these are the people that, that are serving me right now in this moment. And you might've done that in the past, you might in the future, but like right now it's not doing that for me. And that is okay. It's really not that deep. And, and I'll get people that will DM me and they'll ask me to follow them back. And um, I've even had people text me or something and they'll be like, Hey, Ashna, why did you unfollow me? And and I just want to grab them by their shoulders and like shake them and just ask them, why do you care so much? Like, why does it, why does it matter to you? Because truly, if I care to see your content and I'm not following you, I will search up your name on Instagram and I'll like your pictures and I'll still support you. I just don't need to see it on my feed. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's a cool point. I think for me, like I've included a bunch of people, but it's like still, I don't know. I think it's definitely to unfollow them as well and like, you know, clear out that feed Um but yeah, that's really cool. I think that makes you more intentional about what you're consuming in terms of media. Um, I think that's been a huge thing for me. That's why I've been off of TikTok, because you can't really control your For You page. So I'm right. consuming all this content, and I was like, I don't like feel good after watching like all of these videos and these trends. Like It's just not my thing. Um, so it just made more sense to delete it for me. But yeah, that, that's a really cool way of so the next thing is the rapid fire round where we kind of you a little bit, got a couple of fun facts, and we'll be asking you some really quick questions on preferences and, you know, the first thing that comes to your mind. So no thinking that's cheating. But if you're ready, we can start. Okay. All right. Awesome. <laughs> so our first question for you is Bay Area or Chicago?
2: Oh God! That see, that's a hard one. I'm gonna say Bay Area because that's where my boyfriend is at, and also the weather is so much better there right now.
1: What's your favorite uh, travel destination?
2: Favorite travel destination wherever my boyfriend is. <laughs> I think <laughs> I keep bringing him up because we we're currently long distance, and so I haven't seen him in a couple months. I'm seeing him tomorrow actually for the first time in a couple months, and so. Um, right now long distance i mean it's it's really hard and so i for me it's if i could go anywhere in the world it's it's back to wherever he is for sure
0: that's so cute how did you two meet
2: we met at this is such a brown thing we met at the clinics of a bollywood dance team my like the second week of campus or the second week of of college so he was one of the captains and i was my i was a freshman auditioning
1: that is a really cute story. Um, what would you say is your biggest fear? Heights.
2: I fell off a cliff once and I'm, I can't do it. I'm so scared of heights. Did you say you
1: fell off a cliff?
2: Yeah. How did that happen? So I was in, I think I was in Calcutta. Yeah, I was in Calcutta, and I was basically with my family, and I was going down where I was like walking down this little path. I guess it was like a curve of the road, and it was me, my sister, and like our cousins. We were in a line, and I was on the very end, on the very edge of the cliff. And we were just walking, and then this car was driving past, like really just abruptly, and so we all stepped to the side so that we wouldn't get hit by the car. And I stepped too far, and I slipped a little bit, and I like rolled down, and I I fell. Um, I. I don't have a judgment of how far I fell because I was really little so for me it was it felt like really far but I feel like in reality it wasn't that far but I don't know I like I don't know for sure Um, but yeah so ever since then I'm just absolutely terrified that is very terrifying and I don't believe it for me
0: Um, you mentioned Bollywood Um, so what's your and and I know you've mentioned before too that you You've danced with some really cool Bollywood celebrities. So who have you danced with and which one's been your favorite to perform with?
2: Oh gosh, I have, I have danced with so many because I used to be a backup dancer for a lot of these like different shows. So I did, um, let's see, I did the Dream Team show a while ago. I did both of the, the Bung shows. I've danced for At The Puslam, I've danced for a couple other singers, and then the biggest one that I did was the IFA Awards in 2017. So I've danced with a lot of celebrities. Um, I think some of my favorites have been Katrina Kaif, Jacqueline Fernandez, Alia Putt, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Shai Kapoor. oh my god, he is so attractive in person, I cannot. <laughs> um, let's see, who else? Salman Khan was also really cool for sure but there's been a lot and and that's something that like just never comes up because I haven't done that in a really long time but it's always it's always a cool memory for sure to look back at yeah yeah that's
1: it that sounds really um sounds a lot of fun oh so uh, do you have a favorite TikTok
2: my favorite TikTok uh mm-hmm.
1: of mine yeah uh, I mean, of yours or anyone else's what?
2: um I'm trying to think my favorite video that I've created is probably my last viral video, which was uh, this mosaic trend. so basically what the trend was it was you sit down and you talk about all of these different aspects of yourself that came from other people and so I talked about how. I oh god I'm trying to remember what I said in the video I talked about how I have these rings that I never take off because my grandma just told me to and and I just kind of went with it and so they're just a part of my everyday collection now I talk about how um, some of like my favorite foods and things come from my other friends and stuff just because they liked those foods I talk about how Uh, let's see I talk about how I always have a midnight snack now because my mom when I was in high school would bring me a snack to eat when I was studying super late at night and now I just kind of always get hungry around the same time and so literally every single day I will go downstairs at like midnight midnight one two in the morning and I'll eat something then I'll come back upstairs like clockwork and and it's literally just because of that and so I think that was one of my favorite ones because it wasn't just kind of one of those fun videos. It was it was a little bit more meaningful, and I got to reflect on on myself and my personality for sure. It was really cool.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it, and um, I kind of have the same thing. Like you know, eating in the middle of the night. <laughs> I've been trying <laughs> to kind of fix it, but it's just really hard to get rid of. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Listen, food is food. And you enjoy it.
0: What is your go-to midnight snack?
2: My go to midnight snack, popcorn. I love popcorn. Popcorn is probably one of my favorite foods, which is so simple, but it's so it's just it's just a perfect snack. It's light, it's airy, it's crunchy. You can make it sweet, you can make it salty, you can make it savory. I'm this I love is like popcorn. an advertisement
0: and now I really want popcorn. But that was rapid really fire. But thank you so much for chatting with us and being on our podcast and it was just fun like learning so much more about you um and like even these fun facts. I'm so jealous you met Shide before I've had the biggest crush since Jeb We Met. So very lucky. (laughs) Oh my god.
2: I so Jeb We Met was actually the last time that I'd seen Shide before and that came out like early two thousands, I think. Maybe late two thousand and ten or something. And so then me seeing him like 10 years later, I saw him on stage and I was like, who is that snack of a man? And the person next to me was like, hello, that is Shai Kapoor. And I was was blown away because I did not recognize him. He looked so different now than he did before. And so that was definitely like such a surreal experience for sure yeah no i i can't even
0: imagine i feel like i'd get so starstruck seeing a bollywood celebrity i wouldn't be able to even like say a proper sentence i'd just be like but thank you for being on our show um and we really really appreciate all of these answers and all of this advice um and i best of luck with the medical applications process i'm sure you're gonna kill it um but thank you for being on our podcast and if you haven't um followed Ashna yet go check out her page at Ashna Gray on Instagram and TikTok um, and make sure to join the Brown Woman Health community on Instagram Twitter as well and um, to get more content and more exclusives on our podcasts and more health related things but thank you so much and we'll see you next time